And if you can't tell by the new intro for today's emergency pod, the New York Knickerbockers not only have advanced to round two, but they will be hosting a round two playoff series. We just had to hop on the mic. It wouldn't have felt right if we didn't talk about it. I'm back on with John after recording last night, a whole playoff round table, but this needed an update. I'm Giddy. How are you feeling, Johnny? Ten years in the making. There has never been more of an opportunity for an emergency podcast. It is electric. I am freaking out over just winning a playoff series in the fashion that we have. I've never been more happy to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think I need I think we need to bet against ourselves more often. And I think we need to just I think we I think you and I need to be more confident human beings. Because <laughs> like it, it was laid out there for us, man, and I think we we we've talked about this a lot off mic. It is the fact about uh about how deep we are, about how much we love all these guys on our team, man. Just winning the fashion that we did and having so much hope for the future, it's incredible. And I just to just to be able you always see those memes posted on the Knicks account, like sleeping well knowing what we have up, like the Homer Simpson like type of uh just, just confidence that we have uh it's incredible what about you what are you, what are your gut reactions besides just i'm sure you've learned to levitate and float in these past four hours but besides that what are you feeling i just i i think i just got over my blind love of the cleveland cavaliers finally it took me a while nice to just get past like loving them to realize what the fuck we're doing and that's making like history right now and and i don't it's history is a strong word but man we've made what we've won one playoff series we've made franchise history yeah franchise, franchise history there you go it is real history yeah. and it's it's just history to us because we've been wanting this for so long and yeah yeah we won in 2013 that's all well and great but i was that was what 10 years ago i was 15 i cared but like it, it didn't hit the same and nothing has hit like this before, the Ravens have won. <laughs> the Ravens have won a Super Bowl. The Yankees have won things. Nothing has hit like this, and this is just one playoff series. And I think where it com- has compounded into this a day of delight, and why we had to hop on Mike was just the Bucks losing too, and we're hosting right. a round two playoff series. It's not just all right. We won one. Now we're going up against the one seed. Like we'll probably lose to the Bucks in five. Whatever. We have a legitimate chance now not only to win. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't like to do that. I don't like to react like, oh, we won a series. Now look at us. But we can beat the Heat. We can. We can we beat them. We can. We simply can. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But we can. I don't think we could have beat Milwaukee. I, I don't. I wouldn't have had high hopes. No. But this no, is I mean, they... it's great. Great day. Yeah, it's a complete, man. Like, I think what's uh... – was helping us ride the wave the way that we are is just the circumstances. It's not that we just like eked out a playoff series and like, oh wow, like that was kind of fun. Like the Knicks one and seven, like good for them. Let's you know they should be ha- they should be proud of that. We should definitely be proud of that. But we have so much to look forward to. Like it's not just the fact that we're going up against the Heat, but that they the Heat just barely escaped that game five. Like it's a really unique. It, it, <laughs> If anyone should ever be prouder of a five-game series, it's uh, it's Milwaukee. Like, even though that didn't get stretched out too far, like they gave it to them. They they forced them to go to overtime tonight. And apart from Bam, it was just the Jimmy Show again. 
which is like terrifying. Like I don't like it. It's uh it's incredible to watch. Like I mentioned uh, when we were recording last night, yeah, I am going to get some big face coffee. I think he's incredible and one of the best characters we have in the league. But it's ideal because I think the matchup itself is so perfect. I think our I think their guards are like so streaky and can't really stand on their own. And like we rely and our guards are our best players. We have a top five point guard in the league in Jalen Brunson. Fair to say. Fair to fucking say at this point. Easy. Easy. I keep saying, man, I'm actually really looking forward to Father's Day this year. It's going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be great just to see how Jalen and Donovan get together. He owns them. So, it's yeah, that that matchup is just so in our favor. So, that's why this win feels even better is that the, the ceiling kind of feels unlimited. And with the unpredictability of the playoffs, too, we've seen so many players go out with ejections, but also players go out with injuries. So, again, it sounds like I'm hoping for uh, bad things to happen. That's not true. I just know that um, a lot of the playoffs in the past three to four years kind of rely on just your team staying healthy. And we certainly know that with Randall going down right at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, obviously that's not ideal. Um, it seems like he didn't bang it up too bad. Um, I feel like he might miss some time, but I feel like it's not going to be like a season ender or a series ender. But again, the Heat, they I mean, they lost Tyler Hero. They lost Victor Oladipo, and they weren't deep right. as it is. So it's just, talk about dream matchup again. The Bucks were probably one of the only teams in the East deeper than us. And now we're facing a team that's, they played Max Struess 38 minutes tonight. They played Gabe Vincent 41 minutes tonight. Like, these guys... As much as I usually like them and hype them up in the past, we have just better players all around than these guys. Yeah, we do. And I think, uh, and again, too, I think we were just so thrilled with how deep our team ended up being. We were talking about how we were getting prime minutes out of Obi. Uh, this was the best quickly game we had. So let's ride that right into the next series. Obi was incredible in the third quarter today. He, We ruled Julius Randle out. And Obi scored 13 points, or sorry, 12 points in the yeah. third quarter, stepping right in for him. And we've been saying it all along. Obviously, we've been on different sides of the Julius Randle coin over the past couple of years. But whenever he plays, we believe in this guy. This guy has talent, and he stepped in, and he can fill in for a bit. It's not going to be the end of the world if Julius has to miss one game against a shit team. I don't. I, I got to be careful with calling Miami shit because that, that'll come back. Whoa. To but uh, against a team that's just not as talented. Against a team that's not as talented. They're not as talented, and I don't know. I think, uh, I think there's just something to be said about playoff momentum. I think they're feeling it. I think they're feeling it in the moment. Again, to you, there's got to be some people out there with their own kind of you know, just a few-year-old podcast that hasn't quite made it uh, made it exactly there yet. So somewhere in, like, Fort Myers, Florida, and they're huge Heat fans, and they're just like, wow, like, even though we're injured, it's just incredible how deep we are, and Jimmy's just having a moment. I'm sure you can kind of say the same about the Heat. But, um, and you know, you know that same those same people are saying, and we get matched up with the Knicks. This is perfect. What a right. good matchup. Right. But again, too, I think I think we're winning in surprising ways because we have come down so hard. Any segment that we've been talking about the Knicks this year in this pod, it's been things are great, 
and why is why is RJ Barrett still focal point in this? We're disappointed that we're locked in with him, and he's been the most exciting part of it because he's just. I think a lot of players get their bones and find their confidence in the playoffs. I don't even want to think about the next regular season yet, but I, I think why we always kind of highlight as a segment the role player turned into a, a household name is because that they have staying power in the league after. So if he can just continue to have a breakout and find his comfortability and confidence, oh my God, like Brunson's going to get double teamed. Brunson's going to have a hard time, but RJ Barrett's going to have like just such an opportunity this year. So I hope he, if he just continues to stay in like, even just like the 20 to 25 point range, that is a game changer for us. Yeah, and I, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Mitchell Robinson, too, because we've given him a lot yeah, of years. And, I mean, he we had 15, 18 tonight, two two steals, three blocks, just absolutely incredible. And he's going against Mobley and Jared Allen and just dominating these guys. Josh Hart had 12 boards. Hardenstein has been playing great all series. Right. The team just has been gelling on all cylinders, and it's just so, so exciting. And like you said, there's just so much to look forward to about this roster. It's they're a double double machine. It, Robinson has come into his own, and he's become such a uh, fixture of this team, and seeming much more mature. There's there's a level of maturity that I love, and there's such chemistry. It's such chemistry, and you know, I I think back to when Josh Hart first joined the team, and. He was like when they had that huge winning streak because they went on like a ten game winning streak when he joined after the, the the deadline. He's like, guys, stop saying it's just me. It's everybody. Like so humble, but like there's something to be said about the way they all play off each other. And I think I was trying to get into this <laughs> the other night when we we're talking about the uh, whole playoff size up and isn't quite the venue because it's a little bit of a longer topic. But I think I'm noticing a trend in this playoffs of just like. You know, we look at the Clippers and how it's like, oh, my God, these guys mortgage their future on these two stars that don't really play. And we can look across the league and pick up other teams. But I know hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm going to sound like I'm just enjoying the moment. But I'm just so happy that our team is the way it is and that we don't have Donovan Mitchell on this team. Because it, I think it might become a trend to just, like, wait and see the type of talent that you develop. You're telling me that Brad Stevens and the Celtics aren't sitting there like happy that they didn't get rid of Jalen Brown and Smart and these other guys. Like, if you can just have the patience to see what kind of talent you can develop, it's really important. And I I think that that has paid off tenfold for the Knicks, and that might be the trend going forward in the NBA because when you take big swings that don't pay off, you're just absolutely screwed for the future. Yeah, I think that's just a great way to put it and kind of uh, put a bookend on things. And before we kind of move on and close this thing out, uh, I just want to say again, obviously we're getting to play Miami and we're hosting game one and two. I can't stress enough how important it's going to be. Um, with, we're the home team now. Yeah, we're, we've got home court advantage. We're hosting game one on Sunday. And as good as Jimmy Butler has been, I'm ready for him. And I think this team's going to be ready for him and ready for the challenge. And I think we got bodies to throw at him. I hope Quentin Grimes is going to be back and healthy and ready to go. Um, and I'm just ready. I'm so excited. It's incredibly exciting. Um, let's look at tickets. Hey, literally, I I'm. Let's, let, let's uh, it's 
well, let's not give up draft picks or any <laughs> franchise considerations, but let's mortgage our own futures. Oh, who God. needs a who needs new cars or to really beef up their savings account when things are li- this lively at the garden? Absolutely. Uh, and to kind of close things out, I think we got to at least uh, talk a little bit down on Milwaukee and both Cleveland before we go. What happened to Milwaukee, like this series? I know Giannis got hurt, but like, is Bud's got to be fired after the series, right? This was a joke. This was a disgrace of a joke. Yeah, because the whole, you know, the trademark of that team, I felt like a bit was just how much of a wagon they were. And he didn't miss a ton of time this year, but they were able to win without him in the past. And for them to get embarrassed by Jimmy Butler. Twice in a row, one at home. Twice, yeah. 40 plus, two nights in a row. It's uh, it's it's alarming enough to raise for uh for Bud for Bud, for Bud's job to be in question for sure. And it just didn't I feel like again too, this these teams actually have a ton of familiarity with each other and so much experience playing each other in this conference and especially in the playoffs. They they should have wrapped things up so much better and just been much more competitive. A lot of little things down down the stretch that I think I think Bud got a little bit a little bit slow with his rotations. Yeah, it's so funny we're back here again uh, in the journey of this podcast. Yeah. year one, I know the flip flopping on the Bucks back and forth and obviously sweeping the Heat, and now here we are again. We didn't even have a chance to go on a journey with them this year because they just absolutely flat out choked. The sixth one seed. I feel like that hasn't. I feel like that hasn't even hit me yet. Yeah, the sixth yeah, they're the only ever lose. Sixth one seed to ever lose, and I get it. Like Giannis missed a game and a half, but I don't know, man. That he was back for two games. They were up sixteen in both of those games in game four and five. This is on the team. This is a. Do you think this hurts Giannis's legacy a little bit? I think it might have to. Or do you, mm. do you give him a pass? No, it's not. It's it'll. It'll be remembered. Do you know? Do you know now how people like? I actually feel like it's not the first thing people talk about with Dirk, but one of the like the like the things that always comes top to mind with Dirk is he lost that 2007 first. He he won MVP in 07, but they dropped that first series to the We Believe Warriors. So it's not going to be like a thing against them, but I think he will be known for it. So I think his one of his greatest rivalries and opponents will be this Jimmy Butler Heat team. It's gonna be like, yeah, they got them. They beat them that year on their path to the finals, but they have had some serious losses to them, and just Butler himself took care of them. So that'll be that'll be a footnote in his career. It's he's got a chip, and that separates him from a lot of players right now that are you know in the top five in the league that we talk about, Jokic, and we and other players that are constantly contending for the MVP and Bead Tatum. Giannis floats above them all with having the MVPs and the chip that he does, but this will stay with him. Yeah, I don't think it'll I don't think it'll affect his legacy or anything, but I agree. It'll definitely always be like a little stain whenever you're talking about how yeah. of you. And like he, he dropped thirty eight and twenty tonight. I'm like there's only so much the guy could do. Yeah. He just sucks for, his free throw line woes came back, ten of twenty three, missed a bunch down the stretch and things just got weird. And obviously like I can make the jokes all I want, but you don't want to play the Heat in the playoffs. It's a tough series. Things just kind of got out of whack with him missing a game and a half. And I'm sure you didn't get to catch his press conference yet, but I caught it. You'll probably see highlights of it in the morning. But it was sad, and it was just, like, very true. And it's 
I'll kind of sum it up. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he basically says, guys, like, because he was getting a little shit, and he's like, guys, I, I just can't win every year. Like, I'm sorry. Like, some things happen. Right, things happen. No, no NBA superstar wins every year. You have these things that happen, and I get it. It was a little bit unexpected for him to lose like this, but in the end, them being the heavy favorite to win the finals all year and then going out like this, um, to me, is a little bit of a stain, but I think ultimately he'll be okay. And it blows things wide open because I think we were expecting them to be the finals matchup against whoever in the West. And I think the fact that whichever team gets out of the West is going to affect, is going to, in effect, now play um, an Eastern Conference team that is Milwaukee. It's going to be a bit easier for the Western Conference team. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if it's Denver, no, I agree. Yeah, it's going to be much more competitive. If it's Phoenix, it's going to be much more competitive. So if you're analyzing this playoff series so far, you got to just be like, wow, they need to expand the league. Vegas and Seattle need their teams because there's just – I don't know. It could be, it could be. I think five or six different teams throwing up the Larry O'Brien Trophy at the end of the year I right mean, now. I, I, you could tell me all four teams in the East could win it at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks, Heat, Celtics, or Sixers win it. If the Celtics still have some work to do, obviously, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised right. if those four win it. And then I would say Denver, Golden State, Phoenix. Like I, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if anybody win it. You're so right, and. This is the first time the NBA has been like that in years, which is awesome. A long time. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. Uh, that's a good way to bookend it. I'm glad we got to do this little pod. Um, we just definitely I, I hope we have more of these. I hope we're I hope we're so enthusiastic we feel the need to do more, more of these. Yeah, ho- hopefully we sweep Miami and we don't even have to. We don't have time to do this. That'd be incredible too, right? Oh, let's just get right there. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Home court, I want to, I want to see side talk lose their minds. <laughs> I, I just love the little lore. I love, I love, I, even though, even though Donovan Mitchell had no, had no, I maybe, maybe he does wish he, uh, he came to the Knicks. But hey, Spidey, that, no, don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that at the end of this pod. <laughs> oh, roll it, run around. Intros and outros. It's gonna be those two. It's been a pleasure to ride out this playoffs with you as a fan. Truly one of the biggest Knicks fans I know in my life and uh, a diehard. You uh, you represent the fandom well. I was thrilled to see you at the game for this series. And yeah. I, I, I hope to see you more, man. A lot yeah. of good times to come. Looking forward to the rest of the playoffs on this pod. Follow us on Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok uh, to keep up with everything we've got going out. Uh, we will be back early next week to kind of get into the round twos and preview everything that's going on there. Um, And yeah, just stay tuned because it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Catch you guys next episode. Go, Spidey! Don't you